Hi, and welcome to the Online Unification Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host. Gating content is a very good tactic for generating leads. But if you gate too much, you risk losing trust. You make lives harder for your readers. In this episode, I'm going to talk with Stellan and Anders about how you find that balance between gated versus ungated content. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. So Doug, it's time to roll the jingle. Welcome, Anders and Stellan. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you, Alexander. How are you, Stellan? How's the weather? <laughs> Always the weather. Uh, well, it's sunny today as well. So uh, I, I think that always brings uh, a little bit of an edge uh, over days where it's uh, rainy and cloudy. Great. And Anders, how's the weather at your place? I'm well and have no idea what the weather is like. I guess so. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about gated versus ungated content, which is a very actual and interesting conversation and discussion. But from all perspectives, Alexander, perhaps it's always a good start. We always presume that people know what we talk about when we say things. So. Um, uh, Stellan, could you please explain gated versus ungated? Sorry for interrupting, Alexander, but perhaps you used <laughs> Yeah. So um, the principle of gating content is basically that instead of showing it uh, to anyone who wishes to access it, you have to give uh, away some information in order to access the content. So that can be as simple as your email address. And uh, once you do that, then you get ask access to the content. And um, the person who provided the content or the company that provided the content will then know uh, for sure that uh, at least some individual has been interested in this piece of content. So uh, it sort of brings one level of a, sort of a deeper uh, and, and the potential sort of start of a relationship versus simply having unknown visitors viewing the content so uh, what kind of content do you think companies should gate versus ungate yeah so so basically um what you should gate is content that is of really high value so it should it should be data that the person can't get anywhere else uh could be your own original research or uh, it could also be that it's from an author that is really sought after, uh, but that type of uh, that type of content so it could, you know, if you have a, a price list uh, of of your services, for example, or your products, that could be an excellent thing to gate, depending on what your sort of customer journey and sales process uh, looks like. But obviously, it's uh, it's high value content, um, so that's that's the most obvious things to gate. Uh, and then there is a sort of a gray area uh, from that down to the um, down, down to things where you have to more or less provide the answer already in an article. And it's on a topic that is 
sort of competitive, meaning you, the, the potential lead can find that information in other places as well. And if you don't provide it so that it's indexed by Google and other search engines can find it, then you, you won't be sort of part of the table because you won't be attracting that traffic and those people in the first, uh, from, from the beginning. Is there a general objective with gating content and a general objective with ungating content? Yeah, so typically gating is because you want to make sure that you can uh, lead nurture in a good way. So you can you can start a relationship with a known contact. Um, and then to ungate is essentially then, as I said before, you could uh, start with content that like it needs to be written in an ungated form. But you can also have tried to gated content, which you then find that there is very few people who find it. Uh, or the people who find it don't convert on that page and, and give away their information. So then you should try to ungate the content and see if you can increase the organic uh, traffic, see if you can get people to convert after the fact. So they read the content, like the content, and then can they convert afterwards to perhaps perhaps get a template or get a guide where they can practically then um, implement what they've learned from reading the content. Yeah. And Anders, uh, what kind of content do you tend to download? Give away your email address. And the, there's two questions in one. I usually use my company address when I download things. That's due to, well, that, that's dependable when it comes to the email address on where I download something. Can be based on gut feeling or that I how well I know the brand or the company that I download something. But generally speaking, I always use my company address and remind me that we can come back to when people use their Gmail address and when it comes to downloadable things. But I download everything that can save me research or save me time to be reused in my daily work. Very, very seldom that I download something privately. It's usually work related. Can find a few examples like a while ago when we talked about solar cells. I've been downloading things there, been very, very disappointed with how it contributes. That is because Talking about knowledge content, as Stellan said, I believe that it's answers or solutions on my challenges and needs, their experiences. I, I definitely think it's relevant insights and data. I usually want practical help. And when I say practical help, it can be defining the why, it can be suggesting the how and explaining the what's based again on my challenges, problems and needs. And I think way too many companies, whether it comes to content generally, ungated or gated, have a problem to understand that when it, when it comes to knowledge content and educational content, I'm willing to do a lot of things. But when it comes to them providing editorial stuff or commercial stuff or their brand stuff don't don't go that way because i won't return don't try to use your sheepish uh, tricks to fool me that you are better than everyone else 
the only way to reach me when I download or not download or use content is help me with my problems to become more efficient, to gain from your learnings, then you will be credible. So sorry for the very broad answer, but in summary, more in my B2B work than in my sort of B2C life. And take a stance from, from my problems and challenges and needs. And don't be too general. I, I need it for something that is important for me and urgent. Then, if I give the example that Stellan had a company and I visited him online and he gave me a PDF that seemed very, very smart, ungated, fantastic. And then I realized that Stellan gives me the possibility in his B2B business to get the PowerPoint if I contact him because, yeah, yeah, I can, I can migrate the PDF content through blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with that. I understand that he wants to get to know me better and therefore he said, that, that's fine with me. And if he is a nice guy, not trying to sell to me and talk about his brand and his commercial stuff and how fantastic he is and all the other things that I don't ask about that I presume or expect that he knows, then it could be a business relation. That, that's a fine gated, ungated example for me. But if he says, download this, and it's no value of it, don't start calling me. Don't send emails. I will never, ever download anything from your company, Stellan. <laughs> Stellan, do you agree? What's your take on that? Uh, an additional perspective is uh, that I personally, being the nerd I am, uh, often tend to uh, end up in the close face sort of as part of the attract space. And so I'll try to explain that. But but uh, as part of my sort of getting to know an area and understanding whether I should do something or not, I often tend to at some point want to access the manual, for example, or access the specification sheets and stuff like that. And that's often considered to be sort of further down the funnel for most people. So I, I think it's an overlooked area where certain companies can actually use that type of content earlier in, in, uh, in the journey um, and uh, bring in potential prospects uh, earlier and shortcutting in a way the customer journey a little bit uh, by providing that type of content. And that, that often has quite high value for people. So. Um, I'm more than prepared to to give away some uh, some of my personal details to access that type of content if it's good. And do you have any thoughts and ideas of how it will look in the three to five years? Yeah, so uh, we we've sort of looked at what people are saying uh, and what has happened historically uh, to techniques in in marketing, if you wish. And um, it's pretty clear that we have, uh, if we're not in, then we have perhaps at least uh, reached, reached or just passed some type of peak gated content. So uh, a little bit like, like radio reached the peak and television reached the peak and newspapers reached the peak and so on. This type of technique is also uh, reaching a peak and, and it is doing so because marketers tend to ruin everything as Gary Vaynerchuk 
famously says. We basically over-optimize and use everything, everything that we see working until it doesn't work anymore. So gradually there will be a progression towards, towards what I think is more personalization and more using data to be relevant. And then you get into the whole sort of privacy discussion and everything. But all research so far has pointed to the fact that uh, people trust you with your data uh, if what they get in return is relevance. They don't trust you with your data if they, uh, you know, find out that you 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 sell it to third parties without permission and stuff like that. So this is the um, the sort of debate that is now uh, well, it's been ongoing for a couple of years, but that is being intensified now also uh, because of Apple's stance versus Facebook, for example, and and you know uh, demanding that apps uh, be more transparent about what data is sent where and so on. So we're getting into that. That whole type of landscape, but on the other end of that, I think it's going to be a good thing because uh, when the transparency will make us uh, be more trustful uh, with uh, companies with our data, uh, and then we can do much more personalization and and be relevant to a higher degree than than before. My guess is now that Anders has a take on this uh, or a reflection on what I just said, but. But going to one of his favorite places, Amazon, this is what they have been doing for a long time, is, is to stay relevant through data. And I think we're going to see that generally increase uh, on the web. And then gating versus ungating becomes more of a sort of academic discussion because we will we'll know essentially when we should gate and when we shouldn't gate and, uh, and to, to which target groups or even down to the individual level. Anders, do you have a take on that? Oh, I, I think that um, it, it shows each and every day, gated versus ungated, it, it shows. If you look from the outside and not from, from the company providing the contents perspective, if it's useful, if it's relevant based on what I needed, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters if it's gated, ungated, video, text. If, if it's relevant for me, I most likely think good about the brand or company that provided it. If it wasn't and they gated it, oy, 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 that hits back. If it was, doesn't matter. Maybe I gave away the same data as I've been given away 25 times before. Doesn't matter. It's relevant. Feel free to contact me. I like you. Thank you so much for the help during the years, although I haven't been a customer. Now I'm ready. Thank you for asking me if this was something relevant for me to buy. Relevance, relevance beats everything. And good intentions are much better than trying to be so-called smart and fool someone to give away, give away more than they wanted to give away or that they weren't aware what they were giving away playing smart that's the old get a foot in the door trick from salespeople. and i can tell you i never heard of anyone who got a foot inside the door who managed to change the position if you got in the foot bottom right that's where you stay i think that's great closing words or do you have it well said <laughs> <laughs> so thank you both very much for participating in this episode thank you, thank you alexander uh, that's how we presume to say every time <laughs>
Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on Spotify, SoundCloud, or you can subscribe to it on Zuma.se. Thank you very much and bye-bye.